friend of mine, hi Trisha, if you're listening, once put a post up that said, it said, only dead fish go with the flow. And I was Mm. like, hmm, I want to be the salmon, but that's tiring, man. Yeah, maybe there's another fish. Maybe there's another fish. Cadence and Kale, a 30-minute podcast designed to talk over our last blog post, FOMO. A couple of things that you should know. We write about a topic every week or two weeks or month, but what's unique is that we set a timer and we write for 30 minutes. We call it freestyle. 30 minutes all edits in, and when we write the blog post, there's always at least two points of view. When we record, it's raw and it's real. No edits are made. Finally, and folks, this is new. Whenever we're in doubt, we have a magic eight ball and we'll consult him or her. (laughs) To get the blog post, not the podcast flowing, we always do rock, paper, scissors to see who asks or answers the first question. Yep. Ready? Ooh, Vale won. I won. Before we ask the first question, though, we're going to give a little intro to how we're doing this very kind of rainy in Mexico City June day. My intro, this is Vale. I'm breathing deeply and trying to soak up every moment. Nice. This is Diane. It's summer. I don't know how to organize my time. I'm like a true teacher. <laughs> what do I do? Um, I have a response to that to a certain extent of just like when I, about, well, almost two years ago, I stopped working in that like fixed sense. Two years ago, yeah. Um, and I was trying to micromanage my time, my free time. And I got great advice that was like, you know, you don't have to, you know, just because like your MO, like during the school year, when you're working is having an agenda and setting it, don't feel like you have to have that all the time every day. Right. Um, yeah. Just more kind of like, which is really hard for me because I like have lists and like to have a routine and things like that. But I thought it was good advice because I was really, the whole point of me not working Nine to five was to like release some of the stress of my life, and then I was like trying to plan it, right? Which was counterproductive. Yeah, so kind of like go with the flow. Yeah, but I, a friend of mine, hi Trisha, if you're listening, once put a post up that said it said only dead fish go with the flow, and I was hmm. like, hmm, I want to be the salmon, but that's tiring, man. Yeah, maybe there's another fish. Uh, maybe there's another fish. Maybe not a dead one, but maybe not the that salmon that's swimming upstream. A lake. Maybe not a river fish. Yeah. A lake fish. A lake fish. It's a yeah, little bit of this and a little bit of that. Though. It's just that I don't want to be a river fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I win. I won, actually. So I'm going to ask the first question today. Okay. We're talking about FOMO, which... If you 
are not a millennial or don't know millennials, <laughs> that means the fear of missing out. So we're talking about the fear of miss- missing out. Um, and both Diana and I talked about how our FOMO has morphed over time. Um, and you say that you don't have any advice for your current iteration of FOMO. So what it looks like now, but back in the day, it looked different. Um, do you have any advice or thoughts about your first phase of FOMO? So like to someone who feels like they always have to be out and about and getting, going on their next adventure. Do you have any advice for that? Um, I'll think of it as in like when you say, do you have any advice? Because I often think about what advice I'm going to give to my daughters. Mm. So they're definitely going to, um, well, not definitely, they're going to become teenagers and young adults and might possibly experience the same type of FOMO that I had. And so what would I tell them? Um, you know, I, in my mind, I'm thinking like, remind them that there's magic and spontaneity. So don't always be looking outside of themselves or their current um, situation to find the adventure, like find the adventure within. So for me, I always like you, you could ask anybody who knew me between the ages of 13 and 33. Like I was the person who would either close down the bar or leave my entire group of friends so that I was missing and they couldn't find me because I was off like hitchhiking to another party or just off on an adventure, trying to find something that I couldn't find in my current, wherever I was. And so maybe I'll talk to my daughters about, um, if you want to find adventure, to be the adventure, be the, be the adventurous person, but it doesn't mean that you have to go out and find it. You have to kind of be it. Hmm. So being adventurous doesn't necessarily mean leaving where you are. You can create an adventure anywhere, anytime. What would be an example of that? Like when you think back on your 20s and 30s. Well. And like a moment that you left hitchhike or you, mm-hmm. what, you know, like what would have been the alternative you, if you had been able to turn, which I think is amazing advice, like to turn inside and find, yeah, to seek inside rather than to seek from the outside. Well, what first comes to mind is that, you know, like maybe they're going to create a game. So maybe, so I'm thinking like you're at a bar and, and you know, like I've got all of these crazy bar games, like the invisible skipping rope. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a lot of fun. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I have not played, but I can imagine (laughs) it. And I bet I'm pretty pretty good at it. (laughs) Like it's just a lot of fun. There's no ropes. Uh You don't have to worry about messing up. Um, you can have a whole bunch of people in playing at the same time. I would just say like, have a, have a little toolkit in your pocket of, of fun games or fun things that you can do without having to like leave. Like just that the adventure is not out there. Um, so yeah, something like that, or just having some activities, some conversations, you know, have some good conversation starters, have like teach my kids how to have a good conversation. And for sure teach them how, well, not even teach them, but 
I don't know if you can teach it. I remember going into bars and parties and being very self-conscious and thinking I didn't belong there or people were looking at me or they were judging me and therefore I had to leave and go somewhere where nobody knew me to find this adventure but where I could not be feeling insecure. So maybe even, you know, talking with them and sharing that and talking about who they are versus what they do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. And I always was under the impression that my actions would, would describe who I was for better or worse. Hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally makes sense. And I think also too, as I've gotten older, I mean, I don't, I think maybe, you know, your daughters and kids at that age and people in their 20s that, you know, they're always seeking out, you know, the next party or the next, um, thing, but there's other things to do besides a party, you know? And I think that's what I've learned as I've gotten older is like, there's so much rich richness in, um, just other things and what the other alternatives are. Yeah. Um, my dog has FOMO <laughs> and is crying at the door. So I'm going to go let her out. And then Diane's going to ask me the next question. Okay. Do you want me to ask it while you're going down there? Yep. All right. Vale ends her writing saying, she writes, you choose your life. I'm actually scrolling down. She writes, one final thought on the specific fear of missing out. You choose your life. If you are missing out on something, it's because you chose the other option. So enjoy the hell out of the option you chose. Do you think that people choose wrong? Or do you think it's just an opportunity for life to teach you a lesson? I think both. I think sometimes people do choose wrong. And I think... But I also think, and I, and again, I've been thinking a lot about um, this in general. Like you have, you have these experiences, um, and and I think I talked about this in the first episode. It's like I have a younger sister, and you know, as I learned lessons in life, I wanted her to choose the better option, and so I'd give her advice as if that would help her choose the better option and she had to choose what was best for her, what was going to teach her in that moment, what it needed to. But sometimes it's not the best choice for you, but I think sometimes you have to make the bad or um, lesser of the choices to then learn how to choose wisely and how, um, and then maybe it's like how to let go of the FOMO when you're making choices about what you're going to spend your time doing. Because um, I think a lot of times when I think about all the choices that I made in my 20s and early 30s, it was like I made them based on people pleasing and the fear of missing out. So that was really driving it. Whereas it, that doesn't drive it now as much. Um, not that I I'm completely cured of FOMO, but, um, I think that, um, 
I'm able to just kind of peel that layer of the onion away, maybe. doesn't mean I won't make bad choices, but it means that I've learned things along the way, maybe possibly making the wrong ones that help me make the right ones now. And, you know, there are a certain amount of things that you have to do that you don't get the choice of, you know, what the option is. And then how do you make that, make the most of that, even right. if you or don't choose how to respond? Yeah. That's the choice that you get. That's the character builder. Mm-hmm. Or a character builder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I answered Yes, you totally did. Good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so Diane wrote that her big FOMO, as of late, currently, is her phone. What do you think you would miss out on if you didn't check your phone or social media for a week? A week? No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a month. Oh, my God. Um, what would I miss out on? Well, I honestly can honestly say I would not miss Facebook or Instagram at all. I would feel like I missed out on a lot of WhatsApp messages from people here of things that are going on where I was needed or, um, I mean, like, what if daycare needed to get in touch with me? You know what I mean? Like, um, or what if, how would I coordinate my plans for the week ahead. Now that I know how to get to your house, I wouldn't have needed ways, but like, you know, if I was driving around the city, which I have been doing a lot this week, I totally depend on ways. Um, but would it be the worst? No, it wouldn't be terrible. On a scale of one to 10, it would hurt me like a two or a three if I had to lose my phone for a week. It actually, I might love it. Yeah, I might love it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. When I when my phone got stolen and I didn't have a phone for like 48 hours, I was like, well, I don't have a phone. So it was actually quite liberating. Yeah. Um, and I've got social media on my computer, so I mean, come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be terrible. So if I'd you be wouldn't okay be it. worried about it, why do you feel like... It's something that has a big impact on your life right now. Um, Because I spend a lot of time there. I spend a lot of time sucked into the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. The vortex. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's, you know, I don't know if... I mean, I think that I am among the majority when I say, like, I get sucked in the vortex. I think it's what I hear a lot of people saying. And I do try to not be on my phone when I'm around my kids. Like if I'm alone and I'm around my kids, I'm not on my phone. If Ricky's around and he's got one of them entertained and Cammy is doing something else, then I'll be like, oh, I've got five minutes to catch up on what I've missed out on for the last eight hours that I haven't been on my phone or whatever. Um, it's just really, it, I, yeah, I find the phone really hard to mm-hmm. manage. 
We weren't brought up in a time like we, yeah, we weren't brought up in a time where we had to manage social media or even cell phones. I remember the first time that I saw a cell phone. I think I said that I was like, I will never talk on a phone in public. Like that is so rude. <laughs> Actually, when I was in university, there was this guy Sterling, and. Uh, he used to bring a, a cordless phone to the bar and pretend it was a cell phone. Like, cause that's how big cell phones were at that time. They no, were massive. I, I would, I he remember. Used to, he used to bring a cordless phone to the bar and pretend like he was on his cell phone. And my friends and I used to just, yeah, be like, are you kidding me, Sterling? Like that is not a cell phone, but yeah, we've come a long way or not, or we've gone another way, like completely off track. Yeah. I, I remember as well. I, I went to study in Spain when I was in college and a certain amount of people got cell phones. They were coming out at that point. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why would you ever need that? You know? And now it just, we have a real dependency on, on our phones. I think, you know, most everyone does. I do have a friend, Molly, shout out to you if you're listening, who does not have a smartphone. She just has like a flip just, phone. She just has, or, yeah, just like, a regular phone. Her and her husband, wow. and they. I wonder how if they text live using them, and like they a, survive. I don't know how much they text. Remember when you had to text, and if it was a C, you had to press the one three times. Oh my gosh! Like, to it took so long to text. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. I don't geez. know, but I will say this: we went to Puerto Vallarta this year, and she ended up having to call me from a payphone. <laughs> Because they couldn't find the house that we had rented. And I didn't even know payphones existed. <laughs> no, I did. But, I mean, you know. So you... Wow. Life without phones is possible still, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I do think... One of the things I don't know... I have heard is that, you know our generation is having a harder time reconciling with it because we didn't grow up with it. Yeah. It's something new. It's a novelty. Um, so kind of learning how to manage is a little bit more difficult than somebody who's had it there all along. Although I do see, and I feel that most people who are younger than me, I find that they don't really have a great relationship no. with. It's really sad. Like yeah. when I go out on lunch duty and I see a, kids sitting around a picnic table and every single one of them is on their phone. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. 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 What are they missing out on? Right? Well, that's going to bring me to the hot seat, but yes. Yep. All right, Vale. Oh, I'm going to skip to question three. You write about um, FOMO of living abroad. Is there anything you really want your friends and family at home to know? If so, what would you tell them? Oh, gosh, yeah. And this is my big FOMO. And it's something that um, it is a guilt that I have. Um, I think what would I want my friends and family to know? Um, I guess I would think, think that what I would want them to know is that Um, I think about them all the time. Like they're so present in my mind and in my heart all the time, even though I'm not not physically in the same space as them. 
And I think it's harder for me to show that or express that being so far away. And I would say maybe to people who I'm not 100% totally close to, that when I go home, if I'm not seeking everyone out, it's because I like feel like I missed out on six months of being with my family and I really need to get in this like mega like intense week with my family where I get to see them as much as possible and soak up as much as I can and I try to get around to friends and see them and make that a priority too but it's like I think because I feel like I'm missing out all the time when I'm physically here in Mexico, when I get back to that space where I am present with my friends and my family, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to make up for six months of, of not being there. And I think over the years I've gotten a lot more um, relaxed about that to a certain extent, because I do think that one of the things that I think about a lot is if I was actually living there, would I see them every week? Would I see them, would it, would I be so much better at being with them if I was in the same city? And I don't know the answer to that question. So that, I think, I don't know if that's me kind of trying to rationalize or it really is just kind of, you know, when I'm there, I'm 100% there. And it's a marathon. Um, and, yeah. I think it's easier these days, talking about having cell phones and things like that, to, to be connected. And um, so I don't feel I have to miss out on every single little thing, but... Um, it's something that's hard and it's a, but it's a choice I made going back to my place post, like I made this choice, so I have to do the best that I can with it. Um, and my life is here now and, and I love my life. Um, I miss my family, but I, I love my life. And so I have to kind of figure out how to do it the best way I can. Right. Yeah, I hear you in those sentiments, totally, especially the, like, when you go home, trying to maximize your time. I mean, it's never enough. No. It's never enough time. It never is. No. And there's always somebody who's disappointed. Right. Right, and I think that's maybe the person I'm speaking to. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know if you know who you are, <laughs> like, or you felt, someone has felt snubbed when they've seen that I'm in Michigan and I haven't seen them, is that, like, it is a challenge, and it's not that I'm purposefully trying to not connect with someone. It's just, I am, like, talking about the times when I'm scheduled. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, my God. You know, you think you go on vacation and you, like, relax. When you live abroad and you go on vacation back to your home, it's like, it is like you are on. Oh, yeah. I used to have a color-coded calendar that was, like, five weeks. And it was, and I, honest to God, would be home or in Canada. And usually I went to the States. I went to Chicago or whatever. And it would be, like, I would not be in the same place for more than three days. Mm -hmm. And I would be on, like, 
at eight different people's homes during that time. Yeah, I started. I actually started to make comments like, if I'm coming all the way to Michigan, like I can't be going to Detroit and then up north and being, you yeah, know, you I have to come to see me. Yeah, like you have to come see me. Yeah, um, which is something I did last time, but, um, but yeah, yep, that's the FOMO of being abroad. It is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um. I'm going to skip around Do it. to my, some questions. Uh, I don't even know if this question is going to totally make sense, but I kind of love it. Um, so during your 20s and 30s, you had a lot of hangovers. I sure did. <laughs> Do you get that hangover feeling at all with your phone? And if so, what does it look or feel like? Huh. Do I get a hangover? Oh, okay. Yep. Yes, I do. It's usually immediate. So if I, I set a limit with myself. So if I'm like going down a rabbit hole, whether it be on my computer or on my phone, and I look and it's 1147, I will tell myself I can be on this webpage or going down this rabbit hole until 12 o'clock. Like I allow myself 13 minutes or whatever to be doing what I'm doing. And then sometimes it's like 1230 and I'm still doing what I'm doing. And the hangover would be guilt because I've just wasted a bunch of time. And then I feel bad because I just wasted time. I don't feel, I don't get the like, I mean, I guess I do, but to a lesser degree. I think a lot of people talk about comparison, um, like social media comparison. And well, well, I feel hints of that. Like I'll look at some people and be like, oh, how do they, you know, they have like 19,000 followers or whatever. Um, I don't get that. Like I don't, I don't find myself, I don't find myself super comparing to the point where it makes me feel bad. I take note, like notice things, um, but I don't compare as much as I used to. I used to. Um, I have a blog post on my former, like on Seed I Fly, that's called The Age of Comparison, and it's about exactly this. And I think I've kind of worked through that, but now I just feel guilty. I feel guilty that I've wasted time, and I talk, and I can talk about how busy I am, yet I just wasted 43 minutes on whatever, Alibaba, or I'm, I've not even... I, I don't even think I've been on Alibaba. I've just seen a whole bunch of ads. It's an online shopping platform, right? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I just see a bunch of ads. I don't think I've actually gone there. But, like, whatever, eBay or Amazon. I can spend a whole bunch of time, like, shopping mm. and then not buying window shopping. Mm. Um, and then I just feel bad that I wasted time. That's mm -hmm. the hangover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think maybe I came up with this question because I get that same hangover mm -hmm. of, like, and I literally, this morning... Had my phone out, and it was like 7, I don't know, 53, and I was like, okay, I can be on this until 8, and then I did a little flow this morning, a little yoga practice, and I was like, then you need to get on your mat. Like, that's where nice. you need to be spending your time. And I, I didn't go 43 minutes over, but I definitely went over, you know, because you do. Like, you, because then you don't even realize. The rabbit hole brings you to, like, I, I probably was three minutes over. Right. right, which I didn't really feel that guilty this morning, but I but I know that there have been times when it's like 
all of a sudden I looked up and I'm like, oh my God, how can it be yeah. 6 p.m. already? And, you know, I lost my opportunity to go for a walk yeah. or to yeah, you do whatever out. I wanted to do. Yeah, or you go in, like, this is this is my thing that I've noticed recently that I've done several times, is that I go to find a previous message in Facebook, and then I get off the computer, like, 30 minutes later, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even, I didn't even find the message that I went into before. <laughs> like, I'm, it has happened to yeah. me several times. No. Recently. Yeah. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. That's bad. Uh-huh. What a distraction. Uh-huh. Yeah. At our fingertips, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Vale. Vale talks about phase of life FOMO. She mentions getting married later. Um, later than many of her friends. Um, eventually she did get married. And then she talks about uh, watching her friends get pregnant and while well, her and her husband struggled to get pregnant. Well, Vale is 33 weeks pregnant. <laughs> Do you feel FOMO? Now, do you have a pregnancy FOMO? Now that you're pregnant, are you missing out on something else? Um, I Other don't... Other than booze. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's rosé season, and I'm not going to lie, it's been hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have not needed it. Um, but... How can I explain this? And this is something I really need to get over. I don't necessarily feel FOMO right now being pregnant, like I'm missing out on something because I'm pregnant. That I don't have. But I do feel like, and maybe you can speak to this as well, Diane, like now that I am going to have this child, I am going to be an older mom. And it's almost like there's this concern about, and I don't know if it's like the fear of missing out, but it's like, and, and and I have to say, because my mother had my sister at the same age that I'm having my first child, um, is like, almost like I my child will miss out on having a young, fun mom. <laughs> like, poor, my we're going to have a boy, and poor Oliver is going to have, like, the old mom that people are going to be like, is that your grandma? Or is that <laughs> your mom? Because, like... Legit, that kind of stuff happened to my sister. Um, so it's just like there is this concern that, like, because I I was on, you know, the delayed plan in life, that maybe not that I'm going to miss out on something, but that my child, that my son is going to miss out on having, like, this experience with parents – and, and I know there's so many people having kids at the age that I'm having kids now, but that is something that I think about. That concerns you. Yeah. I've never really thought about it, to be perfectly honest with you. It, you'll see that when Oliver comes, it, it will just be perfect. Like, you are at the perfect part, phase of your life to have this baby. Well, and I mean, yeah, and she, my husband and I have mentioned a million times that we even think that Everything that we had to go through to get pregnant probably was, you know, meant to be because I think we're more prepared in all ways now to be parents than we would have been five years ago right. or six years ago whenever we started. Um, 
but there, I don't know. There's just something there. Yeah, and you know, now that you mention it, like maybe there will, maybe it will be a FOMO. Like maybe Cammy will look at somebody else's mom and be like, "Oh, I wish I had the young mom." But I think that both of us are quite young at heart, actually. I I still question that. You know, how old am I? Forty one. I'll be forty two this year. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Because my mom had me when she was 32, so I was 10. I remember thinking, wow, my mom's old. And I, sometimes I think to myself, like, am I really immature? <laughs> or am I just young at heart? I don't know. I think we also thought our parents were old, but they were, they were not. No. They, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, we, we looked at them as having it all together, and of course they didn't have yeah. it all together. Because um, no one ever does, ever, ever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, who knows? That It's something that I'm trying to let go of, of just like, this is happening at this point in my life for the perfect reason, but it is something that comes up. Right. When I think about it. And, and I, and I again, mentioned that probably because I've been exposed to that example of my mom had me in her late 20s and then had my sister at 40 and just the difference in relationship and the difference of how maybe I feel or my sister feels or whatever. But, you know, the timing of my life and my sister's life was perfect, and, um, and so will be Oliver's. Yes, it will. <sighs> it's so exciting. <laughs> okay, so we heard the timer, right? That was we the timer, did. which means that it's time for the hot seat. Woo! So I have prepared some sentence starters for Vale, and often when we think and talk about FOMO, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned in your post, like saying yes to one thing means saying no to another. Mm -hmm. So whether it be something that you think is going to bring you happiness and joy, you are missing out on something else right. on the other side. Okay. So I have some sentence starter. This game is called, if I get blank, I miss blank. Okay. So I'm going to tell you that what you get and you tell us what you miss out on if you get that thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The first one's really hard. Okay. Okay. If you get money for doing what you love, you miss. Mm. Oh, what do you miss? You miss maybe a really difficult challenge. Okay. If you get to sleep until 9 o'clock a.m., you miss. The sunrise. If you get invited to every social event, you miss. Alone time. Self-reflection. If you get to travel whenever, wherever, you miss. Nesting. If you are in a relationship, you miss. Um... One night stands. Oh, just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Very true. I wasn't going to go there. But I think you miss out on, like, expanding your social network just yeah. in general. Yeah. 
if you plan everything in your life, you miss. Yeah, it's those the spontaneity and those like little moments that appear when you let kind of like when you let go, not as a dead fish, but as a lake fish. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, like a river fish versus the lake fish. No, but we wanted to be a lake fish that we wouldn't yes. even have to. To yeah. not be a river fish, yeah. not even have to consider yeah. the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's it? That's it. That's that all. That was great. I love that little hot seat. Hey, hot seat's fun, right? It is it's fun. fun to create as well. See, like creating games. You adventure. are like the ultimate game creator. <laughs> You know, I've never thought about working for Milton Bradley or yeah, Parker Brothers. Yeah, it has to be something bigger than that. Yeah. Those games aren't fun enough. No. No. Yeah. Like, I would like to work with The Amazing Race or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, creating the challenges yeah. for those would yeah. be super fun. That's more up your alley. Yeah. I'll apply. I'll apply. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, you guys. Well, thank you for listening from beginning to end. You can find the blog post FOMO at cadenceandkale.com along with a lot of other stuff. And I can't even tell you what that is anymore because I haven't updated the website in ever. But now it's summer. So that's going to be part of how I'm going to organize my time. Great. Yeah. 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 And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And thanks, as always, to Kelly and Kyle Music for our little riff. And they've gone back to the States, and we miss them already. Yeah. And just because the Magic 8 Ball is, like, looking me in the eyeball right now, we're going to ask it a question. Okay. Do you want to ask it a question, or do you want me to? If you've got one ready, you fire away. Okay. It's Friday, right? Yes. Um... Is it going to rain tomorrow morning for Soul Shine? Oh, good question. As I see it, yes. It's a good thing we have a backup location. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is good. I know. Wiping right. my brow. Well, we've missed all of our listeners, and but we're going to try to get some more podcasting action in your ears yes (laughs) peace in peace out peeps